Hey loves and welcome back to my channel. I am every woman. Um, this episode, I or this video, um, I want to talk about something that I don't think I've openly talked about, not on camera anyway. Um, <clears throat> um, and the reason why is because I felt like it kept coming up. And so I feel like if this topic is, is keep coming up, people that are close to me, um, keeps bringing up this topic and they are unaware of my past or my journey on this topic, um, then I need to share it. Um, and so, um, at the end of last year, um, my daughter asked me about therapy. Had I ever been to therapy? Um, I said yes. And um, I explained to her a little bit why. And then um, a few days later, um, um, my brother, me and my brother, uh, one of my younger brothers, because I am the oldest um, and only girl, um, one of my younger brothers, um, he was like, um, and it was just, it was just after uh, Juice World um, passed away. Um, and he brought that up and then he um, asked me again about therapy and we had a, a short discussion about therapy and depression. Um, and then almost a week later, um, I had another conversation um, about therapy and depression. And I'm like, dang, like, they don't know. They don't, they really don't know um what my past what my past is they really don't know about my history with depression they really don't know they don't know right and so i'm like that's crazy and so it made me feel like i was hiding my depression and i wasn't i really wasn't i honestly wasn't hiding it because it was nothing um it's not anything to hide i'm, I'm not depressed now but i have been and it's not anything to hide. It's actually something that, that I should share for people who are close to me and that I love for them not to know that and not know my experience or my journey um, in struggling with that. Like they need to know. So up until recently, the only per only people that knew um, that I was, and I, I'm not good at dates, but I want to say it was maybe like, like six years ago, I, I have to look at some of my journals to find out exactly around the year. Um, but around six years ago, um, I was diagnosed with depression and I did go to therapy. But when that happened, the only people that knew were um, two of my friends at the time. Um, um, my, uh, yeah, at the time, only people that know were two of my friends at the time and my dad. I told my dad because I had to move in with my dad. Um, so I told my dad. Um, and then no one else knew until, um, um, later on, then, you know, my now husband Alonso, he knew. But that's, that's it. Like, it wasn't anything that I openly talked about, talked about. Not on purpose. I just just didn't talk about it. And then um, 
I did have a, I do have a blog post how I felt like depression set me free from religion. Go check out that. That's on my blog. Um, but I do have that, and I did write about that, but I didn't go into depth about um the whole experience. Um, and so that's what I'm going to do on here. And I hope that me is sharing that. Um, it helps you to get the help that you need. Now, this is my past. Um, some of the things that I did, I am not proud of. I, I wouldn't suggest anybody to do it. Um, I would suggest to, um, I hope that you're in a space where you can recognize that you have an, a, a problem or an issue and you can seek the help you need. This video is just show solely me putting out there um, for people to um, one share their share their journeys. If you've <clears throat> struggled with depression, depression and you've gone to therapy and you've done certain things, um, something as simple as letting a family member know that you've been like you've been there, you've done that, can kind of help. I feel. And maybe it can help them move into the direction of getting the help that they need. <sighs> Sorry, you guys. My allergies are bothering me this morning. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. So, I, um, again, I'm not good at the dates. But I'm going to say it was like six years ago. And I was going through a very, very, very bad place. A very, very bad space. And I was at a place where I was blaming everyone. I was blaming everyone. And um, I'm going to try to not get emotional. Um, don't laugh at me if I do. Um, but I was in a very, very bad place. And um, I felt like I had no family or nobody around me to support me and love me. No one besides my dad. Um, my mom and I were not on good terms. Not speaking. Um... And I had came very dependent upon a person who I was in a relationship with, um, who was not my now husband. Um, me and him um, were going through it. And in a way, I had become very dependent on him. And I can like look back at that and see that. Like I had become very dependent on him. Like in a way, like he was the only thing holding me together in a sense because he was someone that I, I depended on. Um, emotionally um, when it came to um, certain things and so um, but at the time we both were young and we both were like it's like we were going through our own excuse my language going through our own shit yes you guys I do curse <laughs> and we're going through our own shit individually and then colliding and going through that don't going through it together um, again, I can look back at that now and see that, but being in that place then, I couldn't see that. And I um, was just in a bad space. And so, us going through things individually and then coming together and, and bumping heads and going through things, um, he um, ended up breaking up again. He left. <laughs> and I just felt like my whole... Like I had lost the only thing um, that kept me sane, that helped me to stay in a place where I could be sane and stable, right? That's what I felt like. Like I had lost that. And so, <clears throat> I mean, I was already drinking. Um, I was already drinking. 
um, and um, it became worse. The drinking became worse. Um, before he left, before all of that, um, like I was drinking damn near every day. And um, I was even, I'm not going to say where I was working at at the time, but I even would, um, was drinking at work. It was bad. And so when he left, it just pushed me overboard. And I was in a very, very dark place and I could feel myself sinking. Um, it was to the point where I didn't even want my daughter around me. Thank goodness for her father and for her grandmother because they came and took her for me for a couple weeks. And I would just sleep all day. I would sleep, drink. I would go to work, but not be there completely. Um, I started to um, suffer financially emotionally physically like I was just it was just bad and it took my daughter keep calling my daughter kept calling me like she would call me all the time and I know that it was a reason why I had her and she was brought to me for a reason um because she would always say things like, Mama, like one year for Christmas, <laughs> around the same time, one year for Christmas, I couldn't buy it. Like, I couldn't get her everything I wanted to for, oh gosh. I couldn't get her everything I wanted to for Christmas. I wanna say she was maybe in kindergarten at the time and she I don't know like kids kids can sense things you know they can sense things and I, I didn't like she didn't hear me say it or anything and she just walked up to me one day one night and she was hugging me and she was like mama I don't need anything for Christmas all I need is love and I just held her and I cried so there's been so many times in my past when I was struggling emotionally, mentally. My daughter has saved me and this time was no different. She called me, she's like, Mama, I wanna come home, I wanna come home. I wanna see you. And I would make up an excuse next day, Mama, I wanna come home, I wanna come home, I wanna see you. And so it got to a point where I was just miserable. You know, I was, I was in a dark place. And so <clears throat> I did not want to cry. I did not want to get emotional. And so um, that night I cried. I cried, I wept for forever, and I just, I'm like begging, like if, if there is a God, if there's anything or anyone out there that can take this from me, that 
and take this pain from me. Just please take it from me. Like I was pleading, I begging, begging for this pain to go away. Um, and I fell asleep that night and I woke up <clears throat> the next day. I'm like, I'm getting help I need. I have to, I have to, even if I don't want to do it for myself right now, I have to do it for my daughter. I have to do it for my baby. Now, I never had any type of suicidal thoughts or anything. Um, but I, like I said, I was in a very bad place. I was drinking all every day. Um, and it became like that's sometimes if I didn't have to go to work, that that's what I would do all day. Um, and so it was never told to me that I was alcoholic, but I felt like I was borderline alcoholic. Um, and, um, yeah. And so, um, I decided to get help. Um, the company that I was working for the time, not the one where I was actually on the job drinking. This was a whole different company. Um, the company that I was working for at the time, they did have resources for their employees to get, um, certain types of help. And one of the choice options that they have was for you to get, um, to get counseling or therapy. Um, and it was at no cost to me. Like I didn't have to pay for anything. Um, a lot of, all of it was done over the phone. So I called, I spoke to, um, an intake counselor. We were talking, he asked me a whole bunch of questions, um, about my feelings and my emotions and, um, asked me if I ever had, um, suicidal thoughts and you know or you know have I ever wanted to bring harm to myself like he asked questions like that and um after we asked the questions you know and he said yes like you you do have um depression you, you know he basically diagnosed me with depression you are depressed you do have depression and um I don't know what what in me what was in me then um, because everything that I know now about medicine and medication and how they try to pump it into us so much. Um, but I just knew that I didn't want to be put on pills. And that was his first choice. That was his first thing he said to me was about putting me on medication. And I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm already not there for my child the way that I want and need to be. You're not going to put me on pills and make me numb where I'm here, but I'm not here. You know what I'm saying? For her. I'm not, I can't be present because the medicine is making me feel numb to even her love and affection. I didn't want that. So I said, no, I'm, I'm not doing pills. I'm, you know, I don't want to be put on medicine. Like I want to deal with this in a, in a more healthier way. And so he's like, okay, well, we can set you up with a therapist and, you know, we can go through the therapist um, sec um, section sessions and then afterwards we see what you are. And I'm like, okay, cool. That works. Like I, I, I'm willing to do the work. I can do the hard work. Um, and so I did therapy sessions. Um, and I'm not saying that therapy fixed my life. It didn't. But what it did do was it gave, it allowed someone from the outside in looking in at certain situations and certain behaviors and them helping me find the tools in order to deal with certain things. Um, something else that I shared with um, my brother is that I used to have panic attacks when my mother called me. 
she would call me and I would get a panic attack. And if she watches this, I know she's probably not going to be happy with that or with me saying that. But this is my story. And I'm going to tell it. But me and my mom were such in a bad place that one day she called me. And I was I was in therapy. I was in therapy. One day she called me. And uh, I held my composure while I was on the phone. But once I got off the phone with her, I was driving. I had a full-blown panic attack. I had to pull over on the side of the road. And like... Like, what is going on? Why am I reacting this way to a phone call from my mom? But I was having a full-blown panic attack. And so the next day when I talked to my therapist, she was like, why didn't you call me? She's like, that's what I'm here for. I'm like, I have to do the work. Like, I have to figure this out. And so I did. Like, in that time, I figured it out. I figured out how to make myself calm down. I figured out how to make myself come out of my head. I I figured it out in that time because I needed to get to my destination, right? And she's like, she was like, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you do this thing. I was like, like I didn't want therapy. Excuse me, my nose is tripping. I'm sorry, you guys. Excuse me. Again, I didn't think I was going to get emotional about this. But I told her, I'm like, I don't want, I didn't want therapy to become a crutch for me where it's the smallest thing that's wrong. I jump and call. I, I need to talk. I need to talk to you. I need. To, like, I didn't want it to become a crutch. I just wanted the tools to be able to deal with what I was dealing with. I needed the tools to come out of that place, out of that space. Um, and I did. I didn't want it to be become a crutch. Now, if I ever feel like I need to go to therapy again, then I'm going to do so. But I did at that time. I didn't want it to become a crutch. I wanted to deal with what I didn't need to deal with, overcome the things that I was I was I was battling with, and move forward. Um, I don't remember how many sessions we had, but um, I really did like my therapist. Like she was an Aboriginal woman, just like me. <laughs> And um, she was just mad cool. And I don't know why, but like the second time I talked to her, like the, the way me and her were like cutting it up, like talking and stuff like that. She always, and I don't think I've ever told my sister-in-law this, but she reminded me of my sister-in-law, Jennifer. Like she really, really did. She reminded me of her. Like she was just mad cool and the things she would say and how like she was just funny. Like she just reminded me of my sister, Jennifer. Like I had times thought like, Am I being tricked? Like, is this really Jennifer on this phone talking to me? Um, anyway, but yeah, like we and me and her talked about relationship with my father. Talked about relationship with my dad. We talked about my then failing relationship with Lonzo. Excuse me. We talked about um. We talked about religion and God and how like I just. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't rock with him like that no more. Um, and again, check out my blog post. I'm going to talk about how I felt like religion was like basically like something weighing on me and how depression set me free from that. But you can check that out. Um, yeah, we talked about a lot of things and we talked about like, um, like just growing and doing better and, and how to deal with certain situations and she gave me different ways of looking at things because when you're in it it's like tunnel vision you only see what what you want to see 
right? But having someone who is unbiased, who doesn't personally know you, that can be honest with you and be like, no, you were wrong. That's sometimes we need that. Um, and so another thing that I was glad that um, I was able to do, it, it, would, it, is, it helped me to stop pointing the finger at everybody else. Right. It helped me to take accountability for my actions and a lot of the things that were going on in my life. Because, yeah, I, I could have blamed Alonzo. I could have blamed my mom. But it's, it's, it wasn't as if I was doing anything to change the situations. It, it isn't, it's not like I did anything to stop some of the things that happened. I allow a lot of the things to happen. And that's why they happened. Because I didn't love myself. Because... I didn't know my self-worth, you know? And so, in a way, I allowed those things to happen. So, yeah, they may be to blame, but I'm mostly to blame as well. <clears throat> so, like, just learning and growing from that. Um, Alonzo and I went to counseling. We went to marriage counseling, uh, relationship counseling before we got married. Um, before he proposed, we went to relationship counseling. Um... Again, us, you know, after years of getting back together and still, you know, still need to work things out. And we, we did that. Um, and I think that us doing that in a way, like it kind of saved our relationship. Like, I don't know if we would have gotten married if, um, if we didn't go, I don't know if I would have said yes when he asked me to marry him, if we hadn't gone, I don't know. Um, but I'm glad that we did go because we're, we're here now, you know, and I'm the happiest that I've ever been in my whole life. I'm the happiest. I have my husband. I have two beautiful children, three beautiful children. Anthony is, he's, he's, he's my baby too. Um, I have three beautiful children. Um, me and my mom, our relationship is so much better than what it was years ago. So much better. Um, my dad and I, we still, it's still, it's my dude, you know, um, I, I wish that, um, you know, I've, I've lost touch with one of my friends. Um, sometimes I think about her, I've jumped about her recently, the last couple months. Um, and, uh, I, I kind of wish my brothers and I had <clears throat> a different relationships or close relationships which I do try but sometimes people aren't always ready for those things um but anyway I say all that um just to share my story and to just hopefully let you guys know that if you if you don't just be stuck in your shit right you have to want to save yourself for whatever reason. For me, it was for my daughter, but then it came because I wanted to live. I wanted to save me too. And I wanted to live a happy, healthy life. You know? And I know people are like, I don't want to go to this stranger and open up my feelings and stuff like that. And I love my friend. She is just, she is awesome. Hi, Monica. But 
Um, she said, well, everybody was a stranger. Like, me and her were talking about this. And she was like, everybody's a straight. Everybody was once a stranger. She was like, your coach was was first a stranger. You know, somebody that you are in a relationship with and you open up to them. Like, they were once a stranger. Like, and I was like, you're right. I didn't look at it like that. Everybody was once a stranger to you. And then you groom that to make it into something else. But I just thought that was funny when she said that because it was true. Um, I know people feel like with me going to share my feelings and open up to somebody and boohoo on someone's couch. Like I, I don't want to do that with a stranger. And then what I try to get people to understand that you're not going to always have the tools that um, that you need in order to get through some things, right? Because I, I might not still not have all the tools. Like right now I'm good, but that's not to saying that something won't happen or come up where I won't have the tools, which I'm hoping it don't. But I'm just saying it's not to say that it won't happen, right? And so you, sometimes you don't always have the tools that you need in order to um, get past something or get through something. <laughs> You know, especially something like depression, where you're just deep down in this. I was in this deep, 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 dark hole, and I couldn't. I was. I couldn't get out. I didn't know how to get out. I didn't know what to do. You know, so me going to therapy, and I stopped drinking. I stopped everything. I stopped everything. I didn't drink for over a year. I was sober for over a year. And I was so proud of myself for that. I didn't even want to drink. I would go out to eat and stuff or go hang out and I just, I wouldn't drink. And I did that for a whole year to be able to clear my mind and to be able to think with a sober mind and to get, to get healthy, to get better for myself. Um, but yeah, like it's, even if it's like, well, I'll just, you know, talk to my sister. I'll just talk to my brother. I'll just talk to my homeboy. Sometimes the people around you don't have the tools either. Because sometimes they could be going through their own shit. And they can't even figure out how to get through their own shit. So how, 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 how are they going to help you get through yours? Sometimes the people around us don't have the tools we need either. So I say all this to say that... If you're ever in a place where you feel like there's no hope, if you feel like you're lost, if you feel like things are just bad, they're bad, like just reach out to someone, anyone, and try to get the help you need. And even if you don't know where to start, maybe they do. But don't sit and fest and let and let those things fester. Don't sit and 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 let things get worse to the point where you're doing something to hurt yourself. To the point where you're living a life that you don't want to live, where you're drinking and smoking and just taking on these different toxic ways of dealing with the things that you're dealing with. Don't suppress it. Don't don't sweep it under the rug. Because eventually, it's going to pile up. You just sweep the things in the rug. It's going to pile up and you're going to trip and fall over it. 
And you may think that, oh, well, I, I just not think about it. I suppress it. I'll bury it and, and, and don't think about it, that it's not going to come back up. Lies lies because you may think that you suppressed it or it doesn't matter and all this this that, and the third but it still comes up it comes up in the way that you look at the world it comes at the way it comes up in the way that you view life and it comes up in the way that you treat people people that are close to you um it comes up in relationships whether you realize it or not, like there's certain things that whatever things that you haven't dealt with, things that you are harboring or you holding on to, they come up in ways you may not consciously realize. Like, oh, that's why I treat that person like that. Because I'm still holding on to this from five, ten years ago. That's why I do that. Oh, that's why I spend money like that because... I felt like I didn't get everything that I wanted and needed when I was young. That's why I do that. Like, get the help that you need. I'm not an expert. <laughs> but if you guys comment or put something in the, in the comment section, I'll try my best to um, give you my thoughts on it. But um, just know that certain vices that you have certain addictions whether it's um, weed whether it's alcohol uh, whether it's pills hell even sex even sex can be an addiction and be a way of of numbing yourself um so the bs and to be honest in a way don't get me wrong i, I loved alonso i always i I've, I've loved him for a very very long time and when we were going through what we was going through, I loved him so much. But it became to a point that, I, like I said, I became dependent on him to be my source of happiness. Instead of me trying to figure out how to make myself happy. And he, in the beginning, was like an escape for me. Like me just being around him and him like making me laugh. And of course the sex, like it was like an escape. And then I would still have to come back to reality and be dealing with my bullshit and our bullshit. You know, so like even that love and sex, like that can be an addiction or your way of coping. And you really just need to figure out how to make yourself happy, how to resolve or fix whatever is going on in here and in here. You know, like that's what you should be working on. Um, and if you have a partner who's willing to help you with that, great. But again, sometimes the people... The people that are close to us and that love us, they're biased. And so they may not, they may try to tell you, but then they're like, uh, I love this person. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to push them away. So I'm not going to be 100% honest with them. But when you need 100% honesty, even if you can't be 100% honest with yourself, you need someone who's going to be honest you. You're going to like, get off your ass and go get some help. Like you need someone that's going to tell you that. And you need someone to tell you, no, that wasn't that person's fault. That was your fault. Like, who's going to make you stand in it and figure out how to fix it, how to move on from it? Sometimes we need that. And again, like, if I ever get to a point, which I thought I did, uh, I had just started being a stay-at-home mom. Um, my husband was on the road all the time. And I felt like I was just, I felt like my kids were driving me crazy. 
and I felt like I didn't have any help. And I felt like it, at the time, and this was like just last year, and I wasn't depressed, but I was like, how do I manage this? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going crazy, right? And I was like, maybe I need to go see the therapist. But I just had a conversation with my husband. And my, it changed because I honestly felt that I wasn't contributing to our household. I honestly felt that I was pushing the burden of being able to take care of the family financially, pushing it solely on my husband. And then it took him saying, like, well, baby, you contribute to the household in a whole different kind of way and in a bigger and more important way. You're taking care of our babies. You're raising our babies. You're homeschooling them. You're teaching them. He's like, that's a big way to contribute to our household. She's like, and you keep our house where it needs to be. And you also make sure the bills are paid. You know, like you, that that's you contributing to our household. And for a person who worked since she was in high school, it was just weird for me not to be working and not contributing in a financial way. And not even thinking that I'm contributing, but just in a different way. Like it just took us having a conversation for me to be like, oh yeah, I am doing that. I do do that. I am also doing that. You know, so anyway, I'm ranting. I'm, I'm going off topic, but yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I left some stuff out. But for the most part, that was my story with depression. I haven't had, I still have, um, I mean, I think anybody does, though, have days when they're, like, sad. Um, and they don't know why they're sad or they're just, like, in good moods. Like, especially women, like, we just, and I'm a cancer. A full-blown cancer. So I'm a very emotional person. Um, that's it's just in my nature. I'm a mother. I'm, I'm very nurturing, but I'm also very emotional. Um, and so sometimes I still have days where I wake up like, oh, like blah. Um, but I haven't had to battle with depression since I came out of it. Um, like five years ago, I haven't had to battle with it. Um, and I'm glad for that because not everyone. It's not the case for everyone. Some people have seasonal depression. Some people have like real bad depression that they are always in and can't get out of or that they battle with it constantly. Um, I'm glad that's not something I have to do because I probably would lose my mind. Um, but there, there's different types of depression and stuff like that. And don't be afraid to get help. Um, don't be afraid to tell people around you that you need help. Um, the person that I, that I told, like, again, with my friends at the time and my dad. And it's crazy because, again, like our parents, like I'm 31. Yes, that's my age. I'm 31. And um, our parents are from a different time. And so when I told my dad that I had been diagnosed with depression, his and a daddy, I love you. If you're watching this, I love you. But he was like... Um, so what you're giving up? And I'm like, no, daddy, that's not what that means. What that means is just I'm in a place right now. And I'm in a dark place and, and I'm in a bad place. I'm in a place right now that I don't know how to get out of by myself. Like, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
and if I do see it, it's very, very small. Like I can't, like it's like it's far away from me and I just want to get help. And that was like the all it of that conversation. But um, I'm glad that my dad was there to help me um, or just to like, just to be there for me um, when I needed it. Um, and I'm glad for my friends at the time. I'm glad that they were there to help me get through that and to love me and help me. Um, and I know that not everybody has that, you know? So I will say this. I am sending, if you're going through something right now, if you're in a dark hole, if you can't see the light, just tell someone, anyone, Get that off your chest. Some of the things that we carry are not meant for us to carry for for always, forever. We're not supposed to carry all that. Get it off your chest. Get the help you need. There's so many resources. Um, if you have a job, a lot of the time, like I say, my therapy sessions were free. I didn't have to pay for them. Um, a lot of the times, like, you know, there's there's resources with your job or different resources within the community um, where you can get the help you need. So do that if you need to. Um, I wanted to share this again. I'm pretty sure I left some stuff out. But for the most part, that's basically how I went. I was drinking. I was using different stuff, using things to numb me from whatever I was dealing with. I was diet. I, I got to a point where I really didn't want help. Like I had to want to help myself, and I had to want to get better for myself. Um, I chose to do so. I stopped drinking and everything. I chose to get the help I needed. I went to therapy. I resolved issues within myself. I started looking at myself for some of the things that were happening in my life. Um, I changed my behavior and how I did things. I changed how I communicated with people that I love. And I, I bettered myself. I moved to a different city. Um, and, you know, began a whole other job. And I just decided to love myself. To choose me. And that's what I did. And, um... I did that and I was happy and then I kind of like fell down a little bit and got back up and continued with life. Me and Lonzo went through some things and we did our counseling and again now I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole entire life. I am. I am. I'm the happiest. I don't think I've ever been this happy. I've been even been this happy but I am. And I want you to be happy too. I want you to look in the mirror and see that person and be like, I love you. I love you. And, and just like feed into yourself. I love you. You're wonderful. You're brilliant. You're smart. You're beautiful. Like feed into yourself. And watch the people you keep around you too. Like no bad energy. No bad vibes. Right? Um, I don't know. I feel like this whole video I did nothing but rant. And I didn't share any type of value information i just wanted to tell my story and that's my story like i felt like with multiple people coming to me and asking me about therapy and asking me about depression or the whole thing or whatever and then knowing that they didn't know they 
like my brothers they didn't, they didn't know that I was having panic attacks they didn't know that I was in depression they didn't, I had depression they didn't know that I was basically a borderline alcoholic they did not know these things and then I want them to be able to know that I was there but now I'm here like they can see where I'm at now and knowing that I changed my life and then if they ever come up against something like that that they can do it too like I want people to see that I want my daughter to know my story I want my daughter to know my path and my journey that I've been on and what I've overcame you know because mommy's not perfect I'm not perfect and so I want people to know those things and I want them to see that day like this girl from this little town she went through all of this and she chose to get out and she chose to change her life and she chose to live different and better I want people to see that because that's the whole point of I Am Every Woman. For people to see that someone like me, who I'm not rich, I'm not perfect, um, I don't got the best car, I'm not fashionable, I'm, I'm just me. Like, so for a person to me to, can't overcome that and get to a place where she's constantly growing. Because I'm constantly growing, I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly improving in myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I'm constantly elevating you know but for me to get from that to here like that's an accomplishment in my book whether you think so or not it is um again i felt like i didn't really give anyone valuable information i just want to stress that you just get the help you need because some not all the time the people that love us the people that are around us sometimes they don't even have the the tools that we need you know, our parents may not have the tools we need. Sometimes you do need someone from the outside looking in to help you. <laughs> but don't let them push medicine on you. Do not let them push pills on you. That is a no-no. No-no. Like, if they can help you, do it more natural way as far as talking through it, talking through it, understanding certain behaviors, learning how to communicate. If they can do that for you, okay. But no pills, no medicine. Nah. -uh. I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, and that's just me personally, but, and not to bash anyone who does have to take med medication for depression, not to do that, but I wouldn't suggest getting put on medication. Um, it's not something that I would promote, push or promote on people. Um, talking through it, using forms of therapy, like music therapy or art therapy, like just doing something to get whatever it, you're you're dealing to get it out i just do that um i don't know how helpful this video may have been but i just wanted to share my story and that i wasn't hiding my depression intentionally it's just something that i didn't think anybody else wanted to hear but apparently it's something that needs to be heard especially um by the close people in my in my life that i that i love and care about very deeply like, i'm sorry also sorry for getting emotional getting teary-eyed and runny nose on you but um yeah that that's been my spell on depression um don't know how helpful this video has been but i hope it was helpful i hope you can um learn something from my journey um and the things that i've been through if you guys have any questions or if you want to hear more about what i've um, battled with depression in the past and how i'm doing with it now please let me know in the description box continue to love yourselves continue to want to better yourselves 
um, all my mom and my women out there, you are wonderful just the way you are. You're perfect just the way you are as far as not not being the perfect mom, whatever that is, because I don't even think that even exists. It doesn't. It doesn't exist. There's a perfect mom. Like, and, and, like there, there just isn't. I'm not a perfect mom, you know. Sometimes I yell at my kids. And sometimes they drive me crazy and I go in the bathroom and I feel like I got to cry for a couple minutes, wipe my tears and go back like, all right, I said, <laughs> you know, like nobody's perfect. Everybody goes through their own thing. And sometimes we just got to figure out how to get through it. I love you all. Thank you so much for watching this video. <sighs> Any way that I can help, I will try to be sure to leave comments below like share subscribe turn on that bell for notifications um i hope you all are doing well peace and love